Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Low and Is Chargers podcast. Welcome back to Believe in the Chargers podcast. I'm here with Chargers legend Lorenzo Neal. I'm Is. Lo, this is a funny episode to get back to because uh, yeah. yesterday wasn't so fun for the Chargers. So tell me real quick what you thought about the game. Yeah, you know what? It was a game where they looked out of sync, out of sort, overmanned, overpowered. Just really couldn't get anything anything going. Um, I know we're going to get into the game, but if you were a Patriots fan and you were on you know, bet, it, bet online and getting some money as a Patriot fan as far as covering, you probably made some good money. If you were a Charger fan, you couldn't have been on the good side of the sink on that one. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that brings us to our ad read for today with betonline.ag. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can be in on the action at BetOnline. Guys, we've used BetOnline throughout this whole entire season, and at the beginning of the season, we were betting with the Chargers, but as the season progressed, um, I'm sure as you Chargers fans, you guys started to bet against their own team, which no one likes to do, but you still got to make money at the end of the day. And they have game spreads, totals, team, player, coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head on out to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And you know who else is an expert? Coach Bill Belichick. He showed it with that 45-0 win. I mean, come on, though. You can't just put up a donut against Bill Belichick. Well, you know what? I, I'd like to think that, too, but there was a donut putting up. And I think that a lot of it, you know, when you talk about Bill Belichick, think about rookie quarterbacks. Think about what Bill Belichick done to this a guy like Dolph in the Super Bowl. Look how he is able to mastermind, especially against young quarterbacks. He gives you different disguises. He'll confuse them. And that's what he's the master at. And that was, you know, one of those one of those games that you looked at and said, hey, they can beat this New England team. Yes, you're right. But you have a rookie quarterback going against the going against the wizard. He is going to trap you, give you things that you think you have, and he is the best at making sure if you don't know football, if you're not football sound, if you don't know techniques, and if you don't know coverages, you're not beating Bill Belichick because of the fact that's what he does. The guy's a mastermind, and it, it showed yesterday when you have a quarterback with all the talent in the world, but when it came down to beating the Patriots and beating them on X's and O's and having – your quarterback who looks like to be rookie of the year, what happened? It's Ben Belichick. He's just very, very smart, and he will scheme you to death. Yeah, and you saw, especially with those two picks, Herbert, he looked uncomfortable out there, even though like his completion percentage was under 50%. That hasn't, it's not been like that all season. He barely had over 200 passing yards, and that was in trash time at the end of the game, too. And you, you mentioned Bill Belichick. He schemed it perfectly against Herbert as a rookie. I think rookies should fear going against Coach Bill Belichick because especially with the defenses that he produces year in and year out, they're going to throw stuff at you. They love to feed. You already know NFL teams love to feed on rookie quarterbacks, and especially his Patriot teams. And they also went at the rushing game too. I mean, even though Eckler's come back, um, 
the running game went for less than 90 rushing yards in total. And that, that can't happen. You can't win a football game if you're not putting at least 100-plus rushing yards in a game, and they could even put up 90. Yeah, you're right. When he thought that there was checks, they were showing two deep safeties. And when you show two deep safeties, it seems that you pose a run. Anytime you got too deep, you're supposed to be able to run the ball. And what happened, though, Belichick would show you one thing, and then he would take it away. Right before the snap of the ball, he'd rotate the safeties down into the box. So what they did was just had a great game plan, and it confused the young quarterback and had him playing always behind the stick. So he could not get his rhythm. He could not find his groove. He could not find his mojo. So you saw a young quarterback struggle in that because you look at the ball, you know that the guy's a smart guy. You're playing against the wizard. When you're playing against a guy like Belichick, he's going to, oh, they're playing cover one. He's going to give you different disguises. And that showed up on Sunday. Yeah. And this, uh, we're talking about another team's head coach and Bill Belichick and how great he is and what he does for his team schematically. That brings us to uh, head coach Anthony Lynn Lowe. Um, tell me, I know we, we love him. He's a great guy, but why does he still have a job right now, especially after not putting able to put up not even a field goal or a safety, anything like that against this Patriots team, who has not been the Patriots of old, remind you that. They've lost to some pretty bad teams, even though they still have Cam Newton. They're not they're, – I don't think they're even – I I don't go far as that. They're still better than the Dolphins. I'm not going to give low the Dolphins. <laughs> You're not the offense are winning the division, that, that conference. You see it now more than ever. You're not telling that the Dolphins suck now. Now you became a believer in the Dolphins. But um, No, no, no. I didn't become a believer. I said I'm not going to give you that. Honestly, I'll, I'll tell you. There you are. They're getting, in the, they're getting in the playoffs like I told you. Like I told you, look at them. If the playoffs were to start today, they would be in. What did I tell okay, you, son? That, What did I tell that, you? But I don't, this I is the NFL. You can't say that if the, if, the, if the playoffs started today. That don't matter. There's still oh, games well, to be played. Okay, let it. You're right. Let's let it play. Let's let it play itself out. But no, you know what? I, I, I think that that was a great question. You asked me why Anthony Lynn hasn't seen been seen the door and why is he still, you know, the head coach? I, the Spanos are they're a great family. I, I know them personally. They're Stockton family. Great, you know, great, great family. Great. Uh, know them. And, you know, Dia Spanos and, you know, and John and, you know, uh, Dean Spanos and the, the Spanos, what they've been able to do. A.G. Spanos. They're great people. And father was immigrant, came over and, and you know, made his money and, and, you know, on the food trucks, selling burritos. And now they own teams and all the things that they own, real estate. They're just good, hardworking people. And look where they're at now. And so I think you're in a situation right now is because of who they are, not to say that other coaches aren't and other, other owners aren't because other owners are good people, too. I just think that right now where the world is today, I'm talking about what we have. You know, a lot of things that's been going on. I think that that's I think that's a reason. I know you're saying, "Lo, what are you saying? I really believe it's because of the fact that he's black. I think that this is a situation that if you look at this, look what's going on around the world that we live in. And it's not any it's no slide on Anthony Lynn because he's going to get a job. The guy deserves to be in the coach. And I wish he would be the Chargers coach next year as well. But you know what? He won't be. And, 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 and if they had fired him now, they have every you can look at it and say, look. You can fire him because if you look at his record, and I understand that. 
And but I just think with all the Black Lives Matter and the different things right now, I just don't know if it's a good look. I could be wrong, but I don't know if the organization or people look at this and saying, man, especially when you're talking about California in certain place, if you fire the coaches, you know, how's this going to look with, you know, the, what's going on in our, the, the world that we live in is with all the black lives and all the different things that are going on. I just don't know if it would be a good look right now for the NFL, unfortunately. So I think that could be some of the hesitation. I could be wrong, but I'm just telling you what I see and what I believe is the reason why Anthony Lynn still has the job. I hope, I, you know, I think this guy's going to get another uh, another opportunity, uh, maybe to be a head coach, but I think he's going to be a coordinator probably after this year. But it's unfortunate because injuries and a lot of things that hurt this team, uh, the reason why, you know, Anthony Lynn probably won't have a job after the year. But I think that's the main reason, in my in my humble opinion. Yeah, I think the the Chargers, um, their owners are looking at it as um, if Adam Gase still has a job in the NFL right now, we should at least hold on to Anthony Lynn because I don't think in any world whatsoever should a head coach, like it doesn't matter what team we're talking about, the only head coach that should be fired right now is Adam Gase. They already fired their DC because of his horrendous play call that he called yesterday. How are you going to call a zero-cover blitz? Well, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. They, 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 had, they, had, they had the safety back. They played single-high safety. Wait no, a there was no, no safety back was, there. Yeah, you're, you're right. They played in cover zero. But, but why? So tell me why Why do you say that Gates, and then you look at the pencil, Patricia's been fired. You look at, yeah. you look at uh, the, the Houston Texans, their coach, O'Brien's been fired. And so, but when those coaches had better records, so why would you not think it's about right now being in California and understanding the, the, the temperature of the world that we're in, it may be not be a good look. Maybe it's out of just respect. Maybe it's out of, you know, just because we want to make sure that, hey, look, we finished this out. We're not going to make anything hasty because we don't want people to assume, which, which, which I wouldn't, but there are people out there to say you fired the guy. And I think it is for us not to look at that. I think we're being misled. I think we're, I think we're being blind. I think that I know we're talking sports and I know we don't pose to talk politics, but Hey, you look at what's going on, you know, the temperature of what's going on in this world. I think that that's one of the reasons why Anthony Lynn still has a job. I think he's a great coach. I know that I know him personally. He's a great man and he's a great leader, but just right now, for some reason, the team, you know, aren't, they're not winning because he had a lot of injuries, but, I'm just telling you, I, I don't think that he would be coaching in those other circumstances. That that is a really interesting point, and um, yeah, it, it could be true. Like we we won't know for but, sure right. unless right. the the owners come out and say anything. And usually, you know what but these head coaching jobs, the owners they're never going to say anything like that. Once the coach is fired, they're, they're fired. There's not there's not a reason given. Like you already know the reason I given agree. the records. Yeah, and it's and, and that's what privilege should be on the records, but. And now let's talk about the, the Jets. I, I think that just like when you had, I think that the Jets, how about this? I, I think that the Jets, that was given away. I think that I think that coach, the defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, was the scapegoat. I do not believe that's on him. I believe the Jets wanted a way out. I think the Jets fired him today because they wanted him to play that. And he fell on the sword for the team, in my humble opinion. And let me tell you why. If they win that game, now you don't have the number one pick in the draft. And now you don't have Sam. Now you got to keep Sam Darnold. And now you're not picking one. So you don't have trade bait 
because you know who they want to pick. You know the quarterback. We all know him. Goldilocks, you know that the guy can play. Sunshine. And you look at where he's at, Clemson. He is going to be the first pick in the draft. And you know that. And the Jets couldn't afford that. So that's why. Why in the hell you else are you going to play cover zero? Why exactly. the hell before that? Exactly. Even before that, the play before that, you still played single high safety. And you had a chance. Carr just missed the receiver. Come on, Iz. Come on, man. This was planned. You are going to, it's, it's third, 12 seconds left. All you had to do was play cover eight. You put four on the goal line and you put four guys and you put four guys on the 10 yard line and they're starting there from the start, from the snap of the ball. That's where they're at. So they don't have to turn their back to the quarterback so they can see the ball where it's coming. If you put those four guys on the goal line and four guys on the 10 yard line and they're in the, in the, in the Raiders are on the 50 yard line. Tell me how they're going to get that pass in there. And then if they tackle him in front, you had now the offensive linemen have to run 40 yards to get lined up and try to get a playoff. You wouldn't have had enough time. This was a setup. I'm telling you, bro. Yeah. I looked at that is when I watched that play and I know everyone's like, oh, Lord, what are you talking about? You're a conspiracy. No, I played enough football to understand this guy would not have played this. You sit and play prevent. You know who that is. You played football. You yeah, played I was just football about at the high school level. Any level yes. of football. You're going to play that prevent defense. It doesn't matter if it's NFL, yes. college, high school, even in Pop Warner, oh, even in yes. flag football. Flag football, they're going to play that prevent defense because you all know, last play of the game, what are they going to do? Right. Hail Mary, what am I going to do in that position? Right. Make everyone cover. I'm not going to come at you with the blitz. Lo, the only time I blitz done an all-out blitz was in Madden when I was rage quitting the game because I already knew I was going to lose. <laughs> so, right, right. And, and that brings me to my then, next point. Greg, because well, the reason why Adam Gase, even though he doesn't call the defensive calls at all, the reason why that was allowed to happen, Greg Williams, he was rage quitting because he knows what's going to happen here and he knew he was going to be fired. But then he's also going to make Adam Gase look even worse because guess what? Adam Gase is going to become one of the, he's going to become one of the four coaches that goes 0-16 in NFL history. And Greg Williams, that was his departing gift. He said, you want to add him? I'm going to make sure that happens. Uh, you think that? Yeah. Yeah. But I think that he fell on the sword and I think that that, that was a call from upstairs. And I just don't think. This team, I think they want to go 0 and 16 because now you got a quarterback that you have a quarterback that's probably going to get you some draft picks. So now teams. Talk about the 49ers. They're talking about other guys like other teams like Josh Rowe. So you have a quarterback there with the Jets. So the Jets can't lose. The Jets can't lose the first pick in the draft. So uh, you know what? That's just my take on it. That's my conspiracy theory uh, moving forward. Lisa Chargers, they don't, what's their excuse? They don't have a conspiracy theory. But I tell you what, they better make sure they protect their quarterback. So maybe they're going to have a high pick as well. So look for that to probably be on the offensive side of the ball as well, you know, for the Chargers. Yeah, and like uh, we're going into the end of the season where we're seeing where teams are going to line up either playoff wise or early draft picks wise, and um, it's kind of interesting to see where all these teams are playing yet. And let, let's talk about that Jets team a little bit more. I, in my apartment right here, I'm back home. Um, I live by some Raiders fans. They were yelling the whole entire time. Lo, tell me why are you ye- yelling when you're barely beating the Jets? That just tells you how bad that 
that fan base is like you're really happy that you beat the 0 and 11 Jets. Right. You're cheering that you right. beat them on a hail mary, a hail mary play that you barely beat them. Yeah, and that's why I don't think that this Raider team is going to get into the playoffs. I just think that you look at what they have in front of them, the way that they've been playing the last couple of weeks. They got beat 44 to 10 or whatever it might have been against the Atlanta Falcons last week. Another bad football team they got beat by last week. And now you should have lost against the Jets, but you found a way. I just think that this team is leaking. I think they're running out of gas. I don't think that this Raider team gets in the playoffs. Um, if, you know, you look at it, and I know the Charger fans love that because there's no, there's no love. There's no love lost between these two franchises, these two organizations. So it's going to be interesting just to see how it all shakes out because it looks like the Chargers are going to be, you know, the worst team and, and be picking uh, first out of this particular conference. Yeah, and the Broncos, they almost gave the Chiefs the run for their money, but uh, we're, we're not here. run for the money. Yeah, we're not here to talk about those other teams. We're here to talk about the Chargers. And I just want to say um, – Cam Newton beat this Chargers defense throwing less, throwing for 69 yards. Well, yeah, tell was... me when, except the only game that I remember in recent memory where a quarterback throws for such low numbers and wins a football game by this much is the NFC Championship game last year where Jimmy G barely threw out all. It was, it was the Raheem Mostert game where he just shredded up that Packers defense. Man, you're absolutely right. The NFC Championship game, they ran the ball. What they, they threw the ball only eight passes. You're absolutely right. Man, that's a great memory, great recall. Um, that usually doesn't happen, and you win in the National Football League. 60 yards, he threw the ball for, and they absolutely crushed them. And they sold it, and so did, and so did, the, uh, so did uh, the, the 49ers last year. They absolutely crushed them when they, um, when, they, when they won the NFC Championship, and they only threw the ball eight times. Yeah, even though yeah, yeah, Jared Stidham he had sixty passing yards too, so that that combines for one twenty. But still, your feature quarterback Cam Newton was even close to hundred passing yards. And I'm looking at the running back stats too. I mean, Damian Harris only had eighty yards, but you look at the other guys; they combined for about it was about total about like one seventy, one sixty rushing yards in total. So even the rushing game wasn't on point. It was just because of that defense that defense really stepped up i mean they went off that game that defense and it, it just sucks that herbert had a i mean you have to learn sometimes as a rookie against these good defenses how to play against good defenses like that and i think he's really going to take this one and learn from it especially going 26 for 53 on passing attempts like this has been arguably his worst performance all season yeah you, you you're absolutely right that he's going to look at this game and he's going to learn something for it. Because when you look at Herbert, like you alluded to what type of young man he is and how he is, he wants to be a student of the game and he knows that you hear all the noise that you're going to be rookie of the year. And you had an opportunity to go to new England and find a way or play, you know, play against new England and find a way to win that game. And you, you pretty much had a goose egg. He played really bad. And so he's going to watch that film and he's going to watch it with a keen eye. I remember having bad games is, and you want to, when you have, when you have that bad of a game, especially as a quarterback, you're going to be in that film room and you're going to be there early and you're going to look at the game and you're going to go through everything that you did and say, my God, what happened? And this is a time where coaches have to coach. 
And now you're going to see, okay, this is a copycat league. So teams are going to do the same thing. They're going to wait late to show this. They're wait late before they show coverage, and then they're going to disguise it. So he's going to have to show that he can beat that. He's going to have to show that is that he's able to, and he's learned something from this. And but he, this is a it could be a great lesson for young Justin Herbert to figure out some things. This is like figuring out the Rubik's cube. Did he figure this out? Can he figure this out? But if he doesn't, you know this in the National Football League, guys will come at you and do the same type of uh, same type of game plan. So until he gets it fixed, look for other teams that they're going to play to run the same type of defenses. Yeah, and next week they play against the Falcons, so that should be an interesting one. And I think he's really going to look at that Falcons Raiders game and see what the Falcons defense did to Derek Carr to make him only. They only had, like you said, like 10 points. They only had one touchdown all game, and that was towards the end, too, so on garbage time. He's really going to look back at this game, and he should look at that game, too, to really figure out what he can do to win this game because this Falcons team, they're not a great team, like, whatsoever. They're they're the third-best team in their division. That's not really saying much because of the Bucks. They're looking like they're about to implode at the worst time of the season. Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, they're... Their conflict is really coming. What's, to what, what's their conflict? Tell me their conflict, because I want to hear this. What is their conflict? Have you heard? Have you heard anything out of? I've them? heard Bruce Arians go out and say in press conferences he, that Tom Brady is the problem. Imagine how, what you and, think and as what a did, player. And, and what did Tom say? What did, What have you heard from Tom? Yeah, he said the same thing too. But if you're a head coach, it's different when you're saying that because you know you said Tom that. Said, Tom said I'm the problem. That's yes, what Tom said. But he if you're hearing your head loser. coach say that, yeah, you know what how do you make them feel? Yeah, they're, they're not, you know what it is? No, they're not exploding. Stop it. Stop it. They're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. You stop coming down Tampa Bay. Listen, I know Bruce Aarons. I got his number in my Rolodex. I'm going to call Bruce Aarons probably. Man, we're going to probably get him on our show. Let me tell you something. This is all a ploy. Bruce Aarons understands what he's doing. You don't think he comes to Tommy and say, Tommy, hey, look, I'm going to tell him right now, hey, you're the problem. I'm going to let him, I'm going to tell him that. And Tom's like, hey, that's fine. I've I got thick skin. You don't think Tom cares about that? So you're Tom telling me that they're him. baiting the media and Yes, they're teams. baiting. Hey, come on. You know how media, come on. That's, that's <laughs> media. Come on. Come on, buddy. <laughs> buddy, I'm telling you what's going on. All right, trust me. Tom and him are fine. They are fine. This is all bait for the media. You don't think Bruce Aaron's going to go to arguably the greatest quarterback of all time and say, look, I got to talk to you. I'm going to tell us what I'm going to say. I'm, I'm going to let you know what I'm going to say. You don't think that they got things worked out because if they didn't, you wouldn't see those guys talking and hugging on the sideline. Yes, please. I don't want to hear it from you. I don't want to hear it. Let's get back on the Chargers. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, that does it for the show today. We talked about Anthony Lynn. We've talked about Herbert struggles. I mean, it, you, you know, even though he, he's been really good, this one game can decide whether he gets rookie of the year or not. He has to bounce back in these next four games because now there's chirps of Justin Jefferson getting rookie of the year, and he might well deserve it too. Even though we know the records that Herbert has been doing, these are rookie records that have never been done before. I mean, if Joe Burrow was still playing, maybe he would be doing the same thing too because they were on track. They were at the same pace kind of. Not, not touchdowns-wise, no, but... Yards wide, yes, and he has to come back in these next four games to prove that yes, I am the rookie of the year. I am the face of this franchise. I will be the face. I will be going up against Patrick Mahomes for the next, however, like ten years, or whatever. We will have a good rivalry. So he has to show that in these next four games, closing out the season. No question at all. Is he has no alternative but to if he does not play and bounce back. I'm telling you right now, the guy will not be rookie of the year. 
he has he has pushed himself in the rock and the hard place. If he doesn't perform and perform well, I'm telling you right now, the guy won't be rookie of the year. The guy won't be the guy that everyone thinks that he can be. He, yeah, he will be future in the future, but I'm telling you, this year he needs to bounce back and he needs to bounce back hard because your Oregon Duck guy, I know you love the guy, and you know I do too, but I'm gonna tell you, he cracked down his leg. He knows it. I can't wait to see this guy get back on the field and bounce back. So I can't wait to next our next show and we could see, can we talk about the pride of Oregon, your ducks? Can he bounce back? All right. Yeah, that does it for us. Thank you, Lo. And thank All you right, for everyone listening too. My man. I'll talk to you later. Make sure to catch episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.